beginning with verse 25. Sheila's going to come and share with us this morning. Luke chapter 10, beginning with verse 25. God is good all the time. Amen. Luke 10, 25. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied. How do you read it, he answered. Lord, love the Lord your God with your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with your mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. Have you answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this. And you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on, one, on the other side. So to a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Amen. Carl, would you leave us a word of prayer, please? Amen. 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 You may be seated. And who is my neighbor and who is my neighbor. I want to talk to you a little while this morning about it's not all about you. Do you realize that? It's not all about you. Have you ever known anybody in your life that they always wanted the spotlight to be on them? You ever known anybody like that? I think we all have, haven't we? People that think that maybe they're just a little bit better than everybody else. People that think that they know more, right, than anybody else. People that think without them, the world cannot continue on going. There's a lot of folks in today's society that are like that. But in the day of Jesus, there was a lot of people that thought it was all about them. That Jesus was teaching the wrong things, that Jesus was leading people in the wrong direction, that Jesus was, was sharing and telling things that he didn't need to share, that Jesus was leading people down a path of destruction. And a lot of folks wanted to do their very best to take the spotlight away from Jesus and to put the spotlight back where? On them. And not for them to listen to the law and the understanding and the miraculous things of Jesus, not to listen to Jesus, but for, the, for everyone to start listening back to Him. And all times through the days that Jesus walked on the face of this earth, 
people were always trying to find a little open door where they could walk into and catch Jesus maybe and not telling the truth or going against the law or Jesus sharing things that was contrary to what they believed in. So at all times, they were always looking for somebody or someone to find Jesus in an untruth. This scripture that Sheila read to you this morning there in Luke 10, you've heard it read many, many times. And you've heard people say many, many times in different scriptures, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Well, we all know that that's our goal. Amen? Well, we all know that's our goal. Amen? But what do we do on the way? What do we do on the way? How do we take that statement that your preacher's saying this morning? It's not all about you. It's not all about me. We have to realize that actually it's all about God, isn't it? It's all about God and how God wants us to live our lives. And we have to realize that if we do it God's way, then we're doing it the way we should be doing in our lives, correct? And moving forward. We see this man come to Jesus, an expert of the law. I don't know how you got that title. <laughs> Y'all ever wondered that? How, how you got the, the, the title of being an expert of the law. But I, to me, it sounds like that this man knew a whole lot about the laws of that day, right? And he knew how he was going to do his very best to corner Jesus and to try to cause Jesus maybe to flub up just a little bit, right? For Jesus not to say exactly what was along and lined up with the law. And he asked Jesus that simple question. What must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says those powerful, powerful words. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And with all your mind, and love your what? Neighbor as yourself. Oh boy, I wish we could do that today. Amen? Wouldn't, wouldn't that be great? Sounds like they had problems with that then, didn't they? Well, Lord knows they had problems then, and all throughout that time up to now, we still got problems with that, right? But Jesus says that's all you have. That's what you have to have in your life to experience that eternal life. Well, the expert of the law, that just that didn't sink in just right. Why? Because he wasn't showing up, Jesus, and having Jesus was able to answer his, uh, his question in a correct manner. So he says, who is my neighbor? Who is, if, and love my neighbor as myself. Who is my neighbor? Who is that? You know, we all know that over the course of time, your neighbors change over time, don't you? I remember the days we used to go in the back field or in your backyard or wherever that may be. You knew who your neighbors were, right? You talked to them. You could go over to their house and get whatever you needed and, and borrow different things. When she and I were living in town for the first few years, when we, lived, we knew everybody. And then it was all of a sudden, everybody moved off of Baker Street. And I was with Sheila, and I said, well, maybe we need to move off Baker Street because everybody else is moving off Baker Street. But everybody moved into Baker Street. We didn't have a clue who was on Baker Street. That ever happened to you before? How do you love somebody if you don't what? You don't know them. How do you love somebody if you don't know them? And Jesus tells a story. 
about a man who was on a journey from Jerusalem to Jericho. Have you ever had somebody tell you you don't want to go down that road? Ever happened before? You don't want to be there, something bad's going to happen to you. Well, see, Jericho, on the road to Jericho, that was probably the most dangerous place you could go. It was where a lot of people was, was robbed, and there were thieves up and down that road, and it was a 17-mile stretch from Jerusalem to Jericho, and that 17-mile stretch was up and down hills and around curves and around all valleys and all of these different types of things. And there was plenty of places for people to hide. For people to hide. And there was a lot of bad people there. And there was people there that was looking to take advantage of someone else. We're not exactly sure why the man decided that Jesus was talking about. We're not exactly sure why he decided to go on the bad road. I told you all when I lived in Pike County. We didn't have road designations down there. It wasn't Frank Page Road or somebody else's road. You lived on a, anybody else know what it is? A holler. Can anybody say that with me? A holler. A holler. That's where you live. And you know how you named a holler? It's whoever lived at the far end of the holler. That was what you called that holler. Now, they was... Some hollers that I could go down wouldn't be worried about. But there was other hollers that my mom and dad say, son, don't you go down there. Because there are some scary, scary, scary people down there. Well, needless to say, y'all know your preacher, don't you? Guess where your preacher loved to go? I love to go to the hollers that mom and dad told me not to go. I don't know why this guy was on the road to Jericho. But the thieves came and robbed him and beat him and threw him to the ground. And here he is all by himself, not knowing what to do. When you're you're down that low, all you can do is pray for what? Pray for help. Pray for somebody not to think it's all about them, but for somebody to take time to have a little time just for what? Just for you. Somebody that's willing to do that for you. So here's this man laying in the ditch, beat and robbed, and everything that he had was took from him, and he's praying and he's asking God, God, please send somebody. Please send somebody to help me. Send somebody to help me up out of this ditch. Please help me, send somebody to help me walk from this place. Dear Lord, please don't allow those ones that just beat me to come back, right? Help me to be able to be safe. Now, if you didn't know, didn't know, hadn't heard this scripture before, out of these three groups, who would you have thought would have said, "It's, it's not all about me? that I have time to take time to help somebody else. You had who? The priest. Now, boy, that's a big title, isn't it? 
I think most of you would expect that on the way home today, if something happened to you and your car broke down and Sheila and I saw you and Sheila let me, that we would stop and help you. Did y'all get that part? If Sheila would let me. Most of the time she does. Most of the time. But if you saw the preacher and the preacher already just drove by and didn't even look at you, he just sort of turned his head this way and, you know, went on past you, what would you think? Well, that preacher, you wait next time I see him. He talks about it's not, not all about him and it's not all about me, but here I'm in need. And I'm sure when that person in the ditch saw the priest come by, he, he thought to himself, well, he'll stop and help me. He'll, he'll be my helper. He'll be the one that'll be there for me. And then you had the Levite. A Levite, another leader in the church. Didn't have the big title as the priest, but he was sort of right in that mix, wouldn't he? Somebody that you expect to being a part of the church would stop and help. Or you had a Samaritan. Now, let me tell you, the man in the ditch and the Samaritans, they just did not get along at all. They were sworn enemies. They didn't like each other. Their parents didn't like each other. Their grandparents didn't like each other. Have you ever had an enemy in your life before? And you would say, I don't think they'd ever help me with anything. Don't think they would be there for me no matter what. Think they'd walk on by. So if you'd never read the story before, who would be your top person to stop and help this guy? Well, you might say, well, hopefully the priest. And if not the priest, hopefully the who? The Levite. That those would be the top two that would say, it's not about me. I'm going to take time to help somebody else. But, you know, sometimes people just surprise you, don't you? The, the one person that most of us would say, now if you didn't know the story and hadn't read it before and hadn't heard it, preached on before, most of us would say, well, that, that's, that's, that Samaritan will never stop. He will just walk on by. He will just walk on by. Let, let me tell you what, folks. Titles are nice to have. It's nice for sometimes preacher to, people to call me the preacher or, or brother or whatever that may be, but... You know what? A preacher's just the same as everybody else. Y'all realize that? Preachers have sin too. Preachers do things that they shouldn't do also. Preachers are just an old person that's saved by the grace of God, just like everybody else, right? And that Levite, you don't know what was going on in the priest in the Levite's day. You don't know, you know, they I don't I don't really know why they were on that road. Do you all you ever thought about that? Where were they going? on the road they shouldn't have been on, but they were on that same road, and they were passing by this man in the ditch, but for some reason they decided, you know, I'm going to let somebody else handle this one. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to waste my time. I'm not going to waste my energy. I'm not going to go out of my way to help somebody else. I'm just going to pass on by. Folks, that... That's seemingly to be the gist of our society today, doesn't it? If it's not about me, 
I don't care. If it's not going to better me, I'm not going to go out of my way. If it's not going to be something that I'm patted on the back or it's told in the news how great of a thing that I did, I'm not going to be a part of it. I'm just going to let somebody else do it. Here's the priest. The Levite passes him on by. And then there's the Samaritan. You know what? Today, folks, I thank God for that Samaritan. Amen? Thank God for a Samaritan that says, it's it's not all about me, and I'm going to lay aside how I feel about you. I'm going to lay aside how I feel about your generation and my beliefs and our understanding of each other. I'm going to lay aside all of those things because to me, your life matters. And I'm going to do my very best to help you. Today, which one do you want to be? If it's not all about you, which one do you want to be? When you read this scripture, I don't think you want to be the priest. Amen? I don't think you want to be the Levite. I think you want to be the what? The Good Samaritan. That person that is willing to step away and says, it's not all about me. You know, I don't, how many times do you all see people in a ditch? You see, you ever, very often? You don't see that much anymore, do you? You hardly don't even see people on the side of the road changing spare tires, changing their tar. Y'all remember when that was all the time? You'd see, you, you hardly don't see that anymore, do you? And you don't see a whole lot of people like that. How many times are you going down the road and you see somebody that's standing on the side of the road, maybe not in the ditch, but it's been robbed? You don't, you don't see that too often do you so you say well preacher why would i i don't see that anymore why would you say it don't need to be about me because i don't even know who to go help i want you to know something there's a lot of hurting people in this world today and it's going to get are you ready it's going to get worse and there's going to be more and more and more people that's going to need help more and more and some people say well preacher they're just looking for a handout they're just they you know just they just need to go on they need to make changes in their own life well some do but let me tell you what it's not up for you to be judge and jury amen there's a lot of people out there that does need to help who's who's it going to be we're going to need people that says it's not all about me i'm willing to step aside I'm willing to lay aside my differences and I'm willing to do what God has asked me to do and I'm willing to help. You see, the Good Samaritan, he stopped. No matter what else was going on in his life, he took time to help somebody else. He took time to help somebody else. You you know what's so great about not having to work right now. Y'all want to know what it is? Sheila can tell you. I'm not in half as big of a rush as I used to be. If I mess up something, I've got another half a day to fix it. I don't get, I, I, I don't, it doesn't, doesn't bother me. I, I don't get, I don't even hardly get stressed out much anymore about, I just know it's going, but I remember back in the day when I had to be at work at a certain time. Y'all know how that goes, don't you? 
when I, when I had, everything was stacked up. I knew I had to do this, that, and the other. And I had to get all that done that day because if not, then it's just going to be there what? Tomorrow, and then all that other thing's going to add on top of me again, and I'm just going to have so much to do that I had some of those days where if you gave me one more thing, or if there was one more sticky note, or if there was one more voicemail, or if there was one more text, oh boy, you're going to find out about what some words can be said, right? And so often we're just like that. We're so busy that we don't take time to help nobody. We don't, we don't take time to lay aside. You know, there's a lot of important things. But folks, we do a lot of unimportant things in our life, don't we? And we spend a whole lot of time on those type of things. But the Good Samaritan says, I'm going to lay aside all of those other things and I am going to take time to help this man. Folks, that's what we need today. We see so many people that are hurting that they just need somebody that will take time to be there. And you see, he didn't avoid him. He went to exactly where he was. He didn't say, well, I'm going to go on down the road and I'm going to try to find somebody and I'm going to send them back to help you. You just hold on and I'll... I'll go find somebody else. How do you think that would have made that man feel in the ditch? Oh, Lord, I'm all by myself again. He's never going to come back. He, done, he, he left me. Good Samaritan says, I'm going to stay with you no matter what. You know, folks, we live in a society today that so many people give up on other people, don't they? They, they just don't take the time and energy just to, to be there for them, just to take care of them and i like it when the scripture talks about in my mind i picture that good samaritan not just standing up here and barking out orders to the guy and saying stand up stand up i'll bandage you up but you're gonna have to get up here where i am and and i'm gonna give you some of my things that i have with me i'm gonna do that and he's standing up there barking orders I sort of have pictured in my mind that the Good Samaritan was right down in the ditch with the who? With that man. Sometimes you have to be willing to step out of your comfort zone and you have to be willing to, to go in and help somebody just where they are. I like where it says, he put him on his what? On donkey, his own donkey. So what is that? That sort of in my mind thinks... Now he's what? He's walking. He gave up something that's important. I don't know how far on that, that uh, road between Jerusalem and Jericho was, but let's just say he had another 10 miles to go. So now he's willing to lay aside his own feelings and his own hurts and put that man on his donkey and help him. That's where... A lot of us, we're good about, well, I'll help you. And I'll give you a little some money to help you. I'll do that. But when it really comes to, now, I'm willing to help you even if it hurts me a little bit. That's a little too far, right? That's just a little too far. I'm willing to do what I can, but up to a certain point. 
Scripture says not only did he put him on his donkey and take him into town, take care of him, he says to the person watching over him, I'll be back to check on him, and I'm going to leave you two denarii to take care of him. I think that a night in prayer meeting, Randy Davis said a denarii was a day's work. Is that correct, Randy Davis? So this man was saying, I will give up two days of my pay for you to take care of this man that I don't like. To take care of this man that we just don't get along with our beliefs. But to take care of this man that's got a soul. And I want to be there to help him. Folks, that's, that's pretty good, isn't it? Today, what are you willing to give up? Remember, if you don't remember anything else when you leave today, remember this, it's not all about you. And if you spend all your life thinking it's all about you, you're going to be very much disappointed at the end of the day, aren't you? Because it's not all about you. It's about you being willing to lay aside and be there for someone. I don't know whatever happened to that priest. I don't know whatever happened to that Levite. I don't know what happened. But you know what? I believe of the three, there was only one blessed that day. It was that Samaritan, wasn't it? Today, don't let those blessings pass you by. Today, be willing to say, I'll lay aside my own self and my own safety and maybe even my, my own money. To be willing to help somebody else. Today, we all know that we serve an awesome God. Amen. A God that goes beyond anything what you can imagine and what I can imagine. A God that can take care of whatever's on your plate today. A God that is saying, I see you in your ditch. And I'm here to help lift you out. A God that says... I see you just where you are. And no matter what you are, it's not going to surprise me what you tell me. Because I already know. All I want to do is to hear from you. So today's what's what's he talking to you about? As a preacher, I never take for granted just because I stand before a group of people that everybody that's there is saved. Because guess what? Preachers don't know that. We're not given a book that says this person and this person and the other person saved and this other person's not. I don't know. Because the only two people that really know if you're saved or not is you and God. That's it. So right now, if you're in that conversation with God and God is saying that it's time for you to be saved, today's the day for you to be saved. God is talking to you about anything else. Being a part of our church in a different manner. Listening to God, being a worker for Him. Maybe He's calling you for something. I've been blessed over the years that I've had a few preachers from our congregations that started in our congregation that went on to preach and be at different places. Maybe God's calling you into something like that. Remember, it's not all about you. It's what God wants you to be. And how he wants you to live your life. So today, 
whatever God's talked to you about. We invite you to come as we have our closing song.